Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Trinity College's School of Nursing and Midwifery conducted a survey recently, a major survey. They spoke to nearly 3,000 new mums and they found out quite a, a disturbing statistic. Around 15% of them suffered from some kind of depression after having a baby. And most of them were people who had no issues with depression at any time previously in their lives. Uh, They say some women, up to a fifth of women, will suffer some kind of mental health issue during or after. Dr. Maz Mohammed is a perinatal psychiatrist and, and joins me now on the line. Why does this happen, doctor? Good morning. Hi, PJ. How are you? Thank you for, for having me. Um, yes, that, that's right. You, you, you quoted the, the one in five, uh, and that's definitely what we see uh, on the ground uh, with the services across the country. Um, and there are probably lots of different reasons why uh, this, is, this is so. We, we know that, um, you know, pregnancy, uh, you know, uh, th- th- there are lots of changes in, in you know, uh, f- from a hormonal point of view, but there's also a lot of stress in in relation to you know bringing the baby to you know to full term uh, ensuring that you know um, baby is well uh, and and in the postpartum period then there are a lot of stressors in terms of uh, poor sleep um, you know difficulties with maybe or worries about how you know the health of the baby uh, following following that um, you know and there's a lot of pressure as well on on women to to um, you know to, to you know to be the perfect Perfect mum. Uh, yeah. So there's a lot of stress from from that point of yeah. view in terms of breastfeeding, uh, etc. So all that can can cause you know uh, you know an increase in in uh, mental health presentations during pregnancy. And that's how much of it is down to the fact that your hormones are basically like a bowl of soup after all of this. Um, it's difficult to, to to quantify from that point of view. I think um, it, it's one factor, but there there are lots of different different factors there because you know being a mother is is a big transition, um, and especially you know being a mum for the first time, 
Um, they say that when the baby is born, you know, a mother is born at the same time. So, you know, there, there's a, a big shift in, in uh, expectations from yeah. society, etc., that, that occur in, in, during that transition. It's an entire life change. Baby blues, we've heard of. Uh, pretty mm-hmm. much everyone gets them at some level or other. But yeah. what's the difference then, Doctor, between baby blues and an actual postnatal depression? And at what point, I'm thinking of women mm-hmm. who are about to have a baby, say, listening to me, or have just had a baby who are listening to me, they can identify with the baby blues. At what point should they be worried, though, that there's more mm-hmm. going on? That's a good question. I think, uh, as, you, as you pointed out, uh, the majority of women do get baby blues. I think uh, some studies would, would quote, you know, up to eight out of ten women would, would experience some form of baby blues. Uh, the thing with baby blues is that it, it occurs early on in the postpartum period, so usually within, you know, the first couple of days, uh, but it typically resolves within the first, you know, 10 days to 14 days. The first two weeks, uh, the, you know, these symptoms should resolve. The mood is is often up and down there might be more tearfulness mm. um, they might have worries about the baby but the, the the low mood is not persistent and so usually what what we say is that if the symptoms uh, persist uh, for more than two weeks if the mood is pervasively low so if it's consistently low uh, and if the woman finds it difficult to enjoy things if they're feeling very tired uh, not just because of poor sleep uh, if say you you know, uh, partner gets gold star for, for doing all the night feeds, um, but they still find it difficult to, to fall asleep, then maybe it's a sign of something more uh, severe, something like postnatal depression mm. or other uh, conditions because, um, you know, perinatal mental health um, uh, illness is not just about baby blues or postnatal depression. There are quite a lot of other um, uh, presentations that, and, and, uh, you know, that, that can affect women in, in the perinatal period. Yeah, how important is it to reach out or if if you are not feeling right? It's it's extremely important to, to reach out and, and uh, unfortunately it's also a time when when uh, as I say women feel a lot of pressure to be the perfect mum. So uh, you know it's ar- it's hard uh, to to admit to, to struggling during this period, but there is help um, and uh, you know services have been developed across the country, particularly in the last couple of years with the launch of the model of care in 2017. Uh, so around 2018. Uh, uh, onwards, you know, across the country, that there are hubs uh, of perinatal mental health teams being developed, uh, you know, developed, and also in the small hospitals, there there are also mental health midwives um, who who can help. Um, and just because you've had your baby doesn't mean that you can't go back. Something one of those researchers from Trinity said was mm-hmm. that maternal health care tends to stop six weeks postpartum. Clearly, mm-hmm. the evidence here is that it should continue beyond that. Well, our, our services definitely uh, continue up to the end of the first postpartum year. So we provide, you know, service all throughout the pregnancy uh, and up to the end of the, the postpartum year. Now, not not all women with with um, you know uh, depression, for example, or anxiety will need a specialist service because there there's you know a lot of help that can be be sourced in in primary care. But definitely for for women with moderate to severe uh, conditions or illness, 
you know, that the service is available and, and also we have, you know, mental health midwives who, who are able to deal with, you know, mild representations as well. Okay, I'll stay with this one after the news. Dr. Maz Mohammed, a perinatal psychiatrist, thank you for bringing this on the opinion line. I'm going to stay with this one after news. I'll be talking to Madge Fogarty, who is the chair of Postnatal Depression Ireland. And I know, because I've talked about this so many times, there are many, many people affected by this. And sometimes they don't even realize they're affected by it. Corks 96 FM. Madge Fogarty is the founder and chair of Postnatal Depression Ireland. It's a voluntary group all made up of recovered mums, mums who've been there and back, as it were, with postnatal depression. And she joins me to talk about it. Madge, good morning. Good morning, PJ. How common is it that the baby blues, which we understand most women go through at some level, how common is it that the baby blues don't go away and become something more troubling? Well, it affects at least one in five. And of course, because of coronavirus and a lot of mums being isolated in hospital on their own, it seems to be on the increase, uh, which is quite quite sad. Um, So even one in five is a lot. It is. Um, And like a lot of the mums, the first time mums, don't know anything about postnatal depression because there's still a stigma there. Yeah. Uh, you know, people don't talk about it. People are ashamed of it. Mm. So um, I do take part in the antenatal classes in the maternity hospital, mm. even though that is also on Zoom yeah. at the moment. Yeah, and since, still, yeah. The, yeah, which is terrible. I was going to ask you that question, Madge. Like, I would have thought, this is just simple yeah. logic, I would have thought that every woman attending an antenatal class or course would be warned and advised of the dangers of postnatal depression. But you see, they should be. But you see, there is this thing out there. If we tell them about it, they might think they have it. Do you get me, PJ? So sometimes uh, they may not, you know, which is very wrong because um, mums need to know because they walk into it. It's like, I would say... You know, for me, I had a bad birth experience. So there's always a trigger. Yeah. So like I was talking to the mums yesterday and I was saying, you go in for a normal delivery and the next thing you could end up with an emergency section. So that in itself is is very traumatic. Okay. And for some women, this can be a trigger, you know, because they feel they've let themselves down. They've let their partner down, that they wanted all this fantastic experience. And now it's all been taken away from them. Okay, and and that's I'm talking from women that have ended up with postnatal depression as a result. And, you know, the other thing is, as I said already, women are afraid to talk out. They're afraid to tell people uh, in case they'd be judged. There are some people are afraid to go to their GP. Would you believe that? They're afraid to go and tell their GP in case their GP will think badly of them. Madge, who who, who brought back 1972? All of a sudden, this is twenty twenty two. People, people are still afraid. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. It is it's terrible. A, a girl rang me one day to know would I refer her to another GP because she knew her GP and she didn't want to admit to her GP that she could have postnatal depression. Um, I don't shock yeah, easily, so Madge Fogarty, but I'm shocked listening to you. I don't shock easily. Yeah. 
<laughs> in 2022, <laughs> people have these thoughts. Yeah, it's terrible. And their other thoughts is they're afraid to admit to their GP or their public health nurse that they might have postnatal depression because they're afraid their baby would be taken off them. This is still a fear in this day and age. Yeah, I know now years ago, like our group is going 30 years. Yeah. And pe- women used to be thinking that in those days, but they're still afraid. You know, well, look, they're, they're always looking on the worst scenario. Okay, and things may not be as bad as they think. So we are running Zoom uh, support meetings now and we are talking to women all over Ireland, which is one good thing that has come out of COVID. Yeah. Because we're getting to talk to all these other women. And the first thing they say, oh, my God, I thought there was something. I was the only one in Ireland going through this. And now I'm so assured when I hear from other women that you can recover from this and you will recover, you know? Wow. And um, so, yeah. I, again, it's, it's, it's just, I mean, like I've talked about this many times on the program. I, I've listened to countless radio shows. I've read countless um, surveys like the one from, from Trinity. I've watched documentaries mm. and I would have thought that we lived in an Ireland where you could openly say, no. you know what, I had a baby and I'm not feeling great. Because I, I, I know there was only a girl on last week and she told her friend and her friend just changed the subject. She wouldn't even, she was so uncomfortable, she couldn't even talk about it. So we need a conversation going that it is okay to have postnatal depression. And Peter, you didn't mention this now. In the whole of Ireland, we do not have one mother and baby unit. So if a mother is so bad that she needs to go to psychiatric hospital, which is another worry for women, believe me, they will be sent in there without their baby. Okay. So in 2024, hopefully, which they're not broadcasting, which is amazing, when this new maternity hospital is built in Vincent's, there is now a plan to put in a a mother and baby unit. Right. So, yeah, and of course... But it's been kept in the the dark to be talking about. So So, my phone is going off. That's okay. That's probably someone ringing you to tell you you're on the radio. That's what that is. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but Sorry. Imagine, no, you're okay. Do whatever you need to do there. I'll yeah, give you, I'll give you, I'll give you a second. You're, you're okay? Good, good. Um, it's so important. Isn't it so important, though, that people feel empowered to say, actually, the baby blues have not gone away and I'm struggling. Yeah. And the first person yeah. you would say it to, I would have thought anyway, if you have one with you, is your partner. Yeah. That is true. And usually they will tell the partner because usually the partner will notice that there's something wrong. Actually, we have partners and husbands ringing us because they're worried sick and they don't know what to do. And the wife or partner is refusing to go to the doctor. Um, you know, because they're so full of anxiety because anxiety is the main symptom really of uh, postnatal depression. And, but, you know, the partners then feel their hands are tied. What am I going to do if they won't come? So I would say, look, will you, will you give them the number? Just say you heard this on the radio and ask them to give me a ring and have a chat. Um, so that sometimes works. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, 
there is a lot of it around PJ, that's all I can say. Someone and you know the isolation of COVID yeah, where made it worse. People couldn't meet their parents, their friends, they were yeah. isolated in the house with their small baby, no mother and toddler groups, no baby groups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we're waiting I think we're going to have a tsunami coming down the line. Do you know you know, I really do, I'm really worried about I spoke at one point uh to women who had babies in the first lockdown. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And that they didn't see, like one woman was saying to me that she didn't even see her mom, her own mom, to introduce yeah. Granny to the new baby for eight weeks. Mm. And she said yeah. that by the end of it, she was a mental mess. Now, yeah. she didn't have the oh, depression, yeah. but she was a mess. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah, really, it, it has been a really, really difficult time. Someone is asking here. So, but look, we're, look, yeah, sorry. Someone is asking here, uh, if you had depression before pregnancy, could you get worse afterwards? Uh, you could. Yeah. It, it may not happen, but for some people it can be, uh, it can develop into it. But what I would always say is it's something to watch out for, yeah. but something not to worry about, you know, and it may, it may go away, but that their GP is aware of it. That's really important. Like this is the other thing, okay? Now I'm, I'm being bold here, but mm-hmm. when a mom signs into the maternity hospital, you know, that she's having a baby and she's getting her che- her first checkup. Like one of the questions on the form is, have you ever had a mental illness? Okay. Now, I was talking to the girl in the office the other day. She had a baby lately and she said, yeah, Madge, there was two other women in the room with me, two other women, pregnant women. So she said, you know, it's really embarrassing because you know these people are, can hear you, so you may be embarrassed and ashamed. Mm. So lots of women don't come forward and don't admit that they have had a problem before. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, so they're not pre-warned. Now, if they're pre-warned, they can keep an eye on them after the baby's born and make yeah. sure that they're okay. Another query you know? there, like so, if, you, if you had depression in the last few months of your pregnancy that you'd never had before, should you be more wary of postnatal? Yes, you should be. But it's more important that you know that your 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 team around you are aware so that they can check up on you and make sure that you're okay. And listen, PJ, this is the other thing. You know, nowadays, you know, people are having babies and they've all these high expectations because they're on Facebook, they're on Twitter, they want to be the most fantastic mom oh, in the world. So no, everyone wants to be I'm fantastic. so happy you're going there. And, and they put themselves under so much pressure to be perfect and they want everything perfect. And then this is the reason then why they can't admit to somebody, well, maybe, maybe it's it's not as perfect. And the first three months are really hard going. Sleep deprivation, up all night, baby crying, you know. And look here, just because we have a baby doesn't mean we're an automatic mother. Do you know, you, you become a mother over oh, time. Yeah. They don't come with an instruction the book. Sky. They yes, don't exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but the girls I meet, they, they ha- they, they've been sort of led to believe that this mothering instinct is going to fall on top of them and they're going to know how to do everything that's, automatically. That's rubbish. And then you have the breastfeeding issue, you know, being put under pressure to breastfeed and Look, and I think everybody should give it a go. I really do. But, you know, if things are not working out, 
I know mums that put themselves to the pit of their collar because they were afraid and ashamed to give up the breastfeeding, even though they were going through hell. Now, that's not right either, PJ, is it? You know what I mean? If if somebody isn't feeling right as we speak, Madge, what's the first protocol for them? Well, I would always recommend that you talk to your GP your public health nurse. Ring us in the office for a a chat because sometimes women worry that they might have it and when we start talking, maybe it's something completely different, you know. So um, I presume you'll give out our number at the end. You you give it to me and I'll give it to people. You you Okay, 49. 49. 49220083. That's an 021 number, isn't it? 021, yeah. Okay. Now we have a mobile number as well. Leave you that. You can because we, we drive we, on. We took this out during COVID. O eight three. Yes. Four eight five. Yes. Zero six. Yes. Eight nine. Okay. All right, Madge. I will leave it there with you because I know Ashley has called the program to to talk about her experience. That's Madge. Fogarty and delighted to speak with Madge, founder and chair of Postnatal Depression Ireland. I'll give you those two numbers again in a minute and we'll put them up on our social media. The numbers you can contact if you're, as they say, worried about yourself. Yeah, we get a call from the program manager of the specialist perinatal mental health service and they want us to tell you the following. Women are routinely asked about their mental health at their booking visit. There is a mental health response available to women who need it in every maternity unit in Ireland. Two, in fact, in CUH. They can ask for the perinatal mental health midwife and can also be referred to the specialist team based at CUMH. Specialist services have been developed and are in place in 19 maternity hospitals across the country, including CUMH. There's a team of 10 healthcare specialists who are specially trained in perinatal mental health work at CUMH. They include psychology, mental health social work, a clinical nurse specialist and a perinatal mental health midwives led by a perinatal psychiatrist and women who have a previous mental health problem should talk to their GP. They may ask to be referred to the specialist perinatal mental health service if they're concerned because it's important they get the right advice and information about medication, which is just the local services asking us to point out to you that they are there. There is a service there and it's well staffed and and you will receive the support you need through CUMH if you need it. Good to know. Quartz 96 FM Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. 
seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.